You are listening to the Power of Why podcast. You know, when it comes to the behind the scenes and and us getting to where we we are now, it was a really slow start and a really slow and frustrating progression, especially for someone like me. Like I, I'm someone who gets really frustrated when I don't see the results, and I feel like I'm putting you know I'm putting in a lot of effort, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what deters a lot of people from continuing, and that's what sort of breaks a lot of people's consistency. Hey, folks! Welcome to this week's episode of the Power of Why. Before I tell you about this incredible guest, I want to let you know that we are going to be taking the month of August off, a kind of summer hiatus, and we'll be back on September second to launch season four of the Power of Why. I also wanted to give you a life update. In about a month's time, I will be moving to the U.S. to start grad school in New York City. This is something that I have quietly been working on for about two years. So excited to describe how I'm feeling right now is a complete understatement. And until August, we have three incredible folks coming on the show. Folks who are building their businesses with intention. And on the show today, I sit down with Dennis, who is a content creator, a management consultant, and we actually went to university together. Uh, And in this episode, we talked about the content creator ecosystem, specifically on YouTube, the whole appeal and allure of being a content creator in 2021 and what no one tells you about growing your YouTube channel and getting your videos to the right people. And lucky for us, Dennis was incredibly honest about the mechanics of growing a platform on YouTube, the time commitment, and that it hasn't necessarily been easy, right? And so he shares with us tips if you are interested in starting a YouTube channel or if you have one already, how to grow it. And so this one's jam-packed with really practical advice. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Power of Why. My name is Naomi Haile, and today I'm here with Dennis Matthew. Dennis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) We're finally making this happen. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I mean, this is not really new to you in terms of like creating video content and sharing your life online. So I'm just uh, so grateful that you decided to say yes. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. So for some context, Dennis and I actually went to the same university. We were friends in uni. We had a couple classes together. um, (laughs) And I remember you being like super outgoing, super focused on school and getting involved on campus. And so today, by day, Dennis is a senior consultant at Deloitte, where he advises clients on operations, strategy, and finance transformation. And by night and on weekends, he is a content creator on YouTube with his girlfriend, Steph. They are both your go-to for anything personal finance and career-related topics. I'll have links to where you can look at their YouTube channel. They've grown incredibly over these past couple of years. And some typical videos are like spending habits, you know, how to set financial goals, what a work week typically looks like in consulting. Um, Den also shared his like debt-free journey. So those are some of the topics that they get into. Thank you for being here. I'd love for you to kind of get started with sharing a little bit about your origin story, kind of how you grew up. Do you have siblings? That kind of thing. Yeah, 
once again, thank you for having me. And yeah, I guess if I if I take it back, so I'm a I'm a first generation Kenyan Canadian. So I was actually born in Kenya and immigrated to Canada when I was six. And I guess kind of like a lot of people who immigrate to a new country, you know, there's a lot of just tough times and, you know, trying to get used to everything that's going on. But yeah, we, you know, I have a, I have a mom, I have a dad, I have a brother, a little brother and a little sister. And when we were growing up, we moved around a lot shortly after getting, you know, arriving into Canada. And my mom and my dad had different jobs here and there, but I essentially grew up in Toronto. And then eventually we, we settled in Brampton. Yeah. And I guess, I guess going to my you know, my upbringing and growing up, my parents were really focused on us just, you know, knowing our background, knowing our heritage, you know, here we were yeah. leaving Kenya now in, you know, Canada, it was really important for them to make sure we knew some of the values that they grew up with, you know, that I knew that working hard was super important. And, yeah. you know, being being a young black kid, like, you know, I think the constant messaging is, you know, you're going to get judged three times as hard so you need to work three times as hard, right? Yeah, it was really, you know, I, I, I won't say that growing up for me, you know, when we first got here was easy, but the reason that I keep the same energy and everything that I do from even when we met when we were in university to now when I'm doing my YouTube channel, it's because of everything that, you know, I went through with my parents and that entire process of actually immigrating here and, and, you know, growing up here, you know, Mm -hmm. for example, you know, my parents were super serious and I knew once I came home from school, like we didn't, we didn't speak English in our household. Like, Mm. it was it was important for my you know for my parents to make sure that you know we knew our language what um, language did you speak at home so, so at home we spoke kikuyu and swahili okay. so it was it was really important for them to make sure that you know we knew our language and you know fast forward to today it's so much easier for me to you know talk to my family members or yeah. you know, I, I went on a recent trip to kenya not too long ago and navigating everything. <laughs> or maybe during yeah. the pandemic I don't not know dur- I don't not know. during the pandemic <laughs> pre-pandemic <laughs> it was just easier to navigate around because I you know I speak the language you know I guess fast forward a little bit you know growing up I was super obsessed with business and you know seeing the way that my my parents you know struggled earlier on for me given what was in the media the way to financial freedom was through business. So this started off with movies, um, you know, like Wall Street movies, like, you know, when the pursuit of happiness came out, like I was super amped up. I was like, you know, this is a, this is a black guy who's making it in the world of business, in the world of finance. It was super, super motivating. Right. So I was obsessed with with, with business. And if I think back to, you know, even some of the things that I did when I was in high school, whether it be, you know, flipping, flipping phones. Like I used to buy Blackberries and just like be sell them at a higher price. It's like, you know, buy clothing in bulk and sell it to like, you know, friends and people that I knew. Those are all little things that when I think back now, it kind of made sense as to why I went into, I went to school for business or, you know, why I'm, I'm hustling and, you know, doing a side hustle while working full time. Like all of that sort of adds up now that I think about it. Mm. Um, I guess if we, you know, if we fast forward to, to university where me and you met, <laughs> um, once again, the reason that I chose business, that I chose commerce was because to me that meant financial freedom. It meant a path to being able to, you know, take care of your future family, like that, that sort of thing, right? And it's kind of funny because a lot of people ask me why Ottawa, right? Like, why would you move from Toronto to Ottawa? 
And I feel like, I feel like an answer that no one gives, and this is my answer, but um, I feel like the answer that no one gives is that it was my backup. I essentially didn't get into any of my other choices and I kind of had to go to university of Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess, I guess even with that being said, and you know, me coming to Ottawa, like I would have, if I, if I hadn't gone to the university of Ottawa, like I would have never met you, I would have never, you know, I would have never met some of the you know, great people that I met, you know, the Stefan Ben brand, you know, the YouTube channel, none of that would exist today had I not gone to the university of Ottawa. So, you know, even though it was my backup, it still, I guess, kind of worked out because, you know, all the experiences that I share on our channel and, you know, whether it be yeah, career, money, yeah. yeah, all of that, all of that is because I went to the University of Ottawa and, just, and, you know, had some of those experiences. While at the University of Ottawa, I don't know if you remember this, but at some point, I remember me and you having a conversation about me making videos and um, it was around the time when there was that huge wave on YouTube where it was travel vlogs, it was yeah, Casey Neistat's daily vlogs. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, there was just a lot of content on YouTube about becoming a creator. I binged a whole bunch of it, probably, you know, when I should have been studying, but I binged, <laughs> <laughs> I binged a bunch of videos. And after that, I basically sent a bunch to my friend and, you know, we went out and bought cameras. We, we bought cameras and just like went around the city, just filming little cinematic videos. And nothing came of that at that point. But, you know, if I fast forward and I look at that, you know, that instance, that was also building the foundation of, you know, me learning more about content creation and building a presence on YouTube and, and all of that. So, yeah. And, you know, I guess now I'm in Toronto. Eventually I did make my way back to, <laughs> to the city. And it's interesting because a lot of the content that we do share on YouTube is built around careers and money. But before we before we'd gotten there, um, once I graduated from the University of Ottawa, it was really really tough trying to make it back to Toronto. Um, mm -hmm. The reason being was because I had no connections here. I'd gone to school in Ottawa, which is like a six hour drive away, so I wasn't here on the ground in Toronto building connections, networking with different people. But eventually, like I I did make it work, and I ended up getting a job shortly after graduation. But I think. I think one of the tough parts for me wasn't necessarily getting a job, but it was getting a job that I liked and was excited about. And I feel like when you're graduating, you have a lot of energy. You want to hustle essentially, right? Like you're super excited, you know, you're, you're bright eyed, like, you know, all you're seeing is all the nice things, <laughs> you know, that are going to happen. Right. Um, so, you know, eventually, eventually I did get a job. And I think one of the things that, I struggled with was, you know, getting one of those, you know, coveted corporate jobs that they seem to only hire from certain schools. They only hire, you know, a certain archetype of person. Right. And I feel like a lot of people shared that same sentiment, right. Whether they're a black person trying to get into, you know, the corporate space, get into finance, whatever, it can be tough. And I feel like my story was definitely going to resonate with a lot of people, whether it be on the career side and also you know, starting this new journey that I was on where I was um, starting to pay off my student loan debt, not really yeah. knowing what to do, how to navigate that, you know, do, do I invest while I'm paying off my debt? Like all these questions that started coming up, basically me and Steph sat down together and we said, Hey, like, why don't we just start a channel and start talking about this stuff? And, you know, if I really think about everything that we share on YouTube today, you know, I can, 
sort of sum it up by saying our goal is to essentially do it so that you don't have to, right? The idea is for us to share our experiences that we know for sure there's a lot of other young people, there's a lot of other older people in general as well who who are going through similar things, who have the same exact questions as us. And really our goal is to just share our experiences and hopefully others can learn and, you know, make something happen. That's, um, thanks for the context. And it obviously, I mean, listening to you speak, you've obviously taken the time to reflect on your own life and look at how all of these experiences really got you to where you are today. And you're, you know, we're in our mid twenties and there are so many different directions that we can go into, right? And um, yeah. you kind of mentioned that feeling of coming out of university and just having all of this energy. I'm curious, maybe we could start with career topics. This is obviously something that you talk a little bit about on YouTube. And I remember in one of your early videos, you you talked specifically about your personal experiences kind of breaking into this space. And honestly, there aren't a lot of, you know, young professional Black YouTubers out there. Um, there are a couple. Um, yeah. Most of the, <laughs> I, I think of one right now, The Come Up. And she's out up, in, yeah. she's in, she's in New York, New York. City. Um, but no one really in Canada other than, and other than you and the fact that you intentionally, and maybe there are, I'm just not in the YouTube space. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact that you were just very real about and, and honest about your own experiences in this and helping guide through, cause you're right. All of these questions, these are conversations I have with my friends. We're all asking the same thing yeah. and it's kind of all over the internet, but I think to, to walk through it, and, and just go through your own experiences is really fascinating. I'm wondering, maybe we'll start with YouTube, actually, I lied, not career. When did you first decide to actually start your YouTube channel? Was it you, you and Steph coming together? Was it born out of a particular situation? Yeah. I'm wondering what that initiation <laughs> was. Yeah, so in general, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't really like to sit still in terms of my time. And... I feel like we were born in this generation where we have the internet, we have social media, and you know we've we've kind of grown up in in this whole social media era, right? And to me, I've always felt like it would be a huge waste if I did not take advantage of clearly this big opportunity that's here, and that's both from you know a business perspective, and it's also from simply sharing value and simply sharing knowledge perspective. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, you know, how me and Steph sort of started things, it really goes back to us wanting to utilize our time as efficiently and as effectively as possible. So, you know, when we graduated, we had a lot of questions. Once again, we, we were finding a lot of answers more so through experiences as opposed to outside in the online world. And I feel like for a lot of people, we look, we look for, Google, we look to YouTube to get some of these answers. And I remember so often going on, you know, on YouTube and looking up, you know, how do I get into this firm? How do I, how can I get a job at this company? Like I would literally type that, type that in there. Right. And there was no answers or if there was answers, they were all based in the United States. Right. You know, for us, that was a clear opportunity to share, to share knowledge that people were looking for. 
uh, more importantly, sharing, I think it started off as us sharing questions that we thought were important to us. But I guess in turn, it turns out, you know, there's a lot of other people that have these, you know, same exact questions are looking for similar answers too, right? So it sort of started off with just us trying to utilize our time mm-hmm. outside of work as effectively and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And you can't really foresee what comes out of these, right? It's so vast, like where you could, in terms of leverage, what you can turn these types of platforms into in terms of opportunity. And the reason I asked you um, how you started it, because, you know, before we hit record, we kind of talked about the camps of, of people considering starting a YouTube channel. And obviously, you're right, we grew up with this. And it's all very appealing. And it looks like it looks really fun. It looks super creative. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, like I can meet really interesting people through these channels as well. Yeah. Um, and I, and I find that there are folks who think about it for years, right? Others who maybe decided to bite the bullet, did it. And then a couple videos in, they're like, yeah, this is a lot of work and I'm not seeing an immediate return. And then folks like you who have just been consistent with videos, right? Like at this point you have 136 videos on your channel. You have 42,000, 42.5 thousand subscribers on there. And I find like that advice of just start is interesting to me because if someone has to convince you to start on like a passion project or a business, I'm like, do you really want it? Right. <laughs> um, so Probably I'm not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm wondering how long did it take you to grow the, the current platform that you have? What's kind of like the mechanics, the behind the scenes, behind the scenes look of what it actually takes to kind of grow consistently over time. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot behind the scenes and like you were saying before, right now I'm going through the same process with my younger brother. I've been telling him to start something for a really long time, you know, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a YouTube channel. And finally, now he's just getting to that point where he himself is saying, you know, I want to do this. And, you know, he's sort of getting into that process. But I guess going back to us, you know, when it comes to the behind the scenes and, and us getting to where we, we are now, it was a really slow start and a really slow and frustrating progression, especially for someone like me. Like I, I'm someone who gets really frustrated when I don't see the results and I feel like I'm putting, you know, I'm putting in a lot of effort. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what deters a lot of people from continuing. And that's what sort of breaks a lot of people's consistency for me going back to, you know, how my parents brought me up and, my general mindset is when I start something, I'm going to finish it. Right. So for us, we sort of started slow and, you know, we started posting a couple of videos here and there, but it was more so just like our life in Toronto. So, you know, us going to different coffee shops, that sort of thing. And we really didn't get serious about it until January of 2020. And that's when we said to ourselves, we, we want to grow. And there's some, there's a certain, there's certain metrics that we want to hit by the end of the year. So around this time is when we, we said, Hey, like we need to start talking about our careers and we need to start sharing some of the knowledge that we've gotten since, since graduating. Right. And we had maybe a couple videos pick up and by picking up that's, that's subjective, right? Because for us in the earlier days, you know, we were so excited to hit a hundred views on a video, right? 
200 mm-hmm. views on a video. So we started off, we started off slow and we continued, we continued down the path of just talking about careers, different things. Um, How consistent were you at the beginning? So we, we started off with one video a week. That was our goal. And it was tough because at this point, you know, we weren't really good at editing, right? We didn't have a workflow. We didn't have a process of actually, we didn't have a system at the time, Mm. but you know, we kind of broke up our duties and it's, this is kind of where having two people works to your benefit because for example, Steph is really good at just like project management and making sure that we're on schedule, making sure that things are, are, are moving according to plan. And, you know, when it comes to the editing, that was sort of, I sort of had a bit of a background there. So, um, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was really getting to a point where you're creating those early processes that actually enable you to become consistent. So we started off with one video a week and eventually we were like, okay, we we're getting the hang of this. Let's do two videos a week. And, you know, fast forward six months from January, 2020 to June of 2020, we were featured on CNBC's Millennial Money. Yeah, you were. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, which is super exciting. It was, you know, months, I guess, months in the works. And I guess like conversing back and forth with the team. What did that look like? Exactly. So it goes, that goes back to, you know, intentional growth. Right. And we decided at a certain point in time that we wanted this to be something serious. So we, you know, me and Steph sat down, we had a little strategy session and we said, Hey, we've been watching this, you know, millennial money thing for a really long time. They haven't done anything in Canada. They had done, they had done one episode, I think outside of the U S and Finland. So we're like, why, why can't we be the first in Canada? Right. So we, you know, sent them an email, reached out to, you know, we sent a blind email, essentially didn't have any contact or anything. Eventually our email made it to the producers and started the whole back and forth of trying to figure out, you know, what, how things were going to work out. COVID hit, put a, put a stop on things. And, you know, eventually they reached back out and, you know, our episode ended up coming out in June or July, somewhere around there. But once again, it goes back to intentional growth, right? In January, we said, Hey, we want to get to 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. How are we going to get there? This is how we're going to get there. We love millennial money. Maybe we can get on there. Uh, maybe that'll bring a, bring a different audience to our channel. Um, and what, what, what you'll notice during that time is that that would be sort of the switch. After that episode, we started talking more about money, right? We started, yeah. we, we had this new audience that was interested in hearing more about, you know, what we're spending and what it's like saving in Toronto what, what our lifestyle is like, is the cost of living high here? You know, it's, it's, it brought in this, this, this new audience that was really interested in money and we sort of ran with it. And this is where we're at today. I, I would say we're, we're still pushing out some career topics, but we're more, more so focused on the money. We're more so focused on the investing and the finances. Yeah. And you have, I remember when that video came out, it came up on my YouTube feed and I was like, yo, this is so cool. <laughs> and not only that, I actually think I saw it through Patricia. This is something, oh, you, failed to, this is something okay. you failed to mention because this is also a very big deal, but Patricia <laughs> Bright out in, in the UK you, kind of, I don't know what she, she might re- commented. Reacted. She reacted, reacted yeah. To the video. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was that was cool. Patricia reacted. Graham Stefan reacted, which is also really cool as well. And 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 once again, those were we knew that if we were to get on CNBC, make it. We knew that Patricia would potentially react. We knew that Graham would potentially react, and that would also be another influx of people who would see your content. Didn't know you previously. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really exactly. smart. Um, and I like that you mentioned sort of the strategy session that you and Steph had where you sat down and were like, how do we tangibly do this? What does yeah. this look like? How, and, and it just speaks to, you mentioned so many great things, lots of words that I love to hear like systems and, and, and just making it easy for yourself, right. To, to not fall back on feeling particularly motivated that day to edit. And so I'm wondering if you had any anxieties around starting your channel. Or did you both have the idea and were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know Steph was a little bit nervous about, you know, just starting. And I think for a lot of people, how often do you really hear yourself speak on camera? So, you know, there's that, that element as well. But once again, it's all comfortability and it's all just reps, right? The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. So we kind of knew that going in. And also we had a, we had a bit of a soft launch, right? I'll call it a soft launch where, we put out some more personal videos of us just hanging around in the city. So by the time we got to posting content around careers and and money, at that point we were used to being on camera and, you know, just talking. Hey there. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you are enjoying the conversation, make sure to share it with a friend, take a screenshot, spread the word. It really allows me to bring on more incredible guests as we continue to level up in the podcasting space. You practiced, right? And, and you, and honestly, it's just a testament to getting outside of your comfort zone because it is weird. And at this point, you mentioned January 2020, so it's like a year and a half into this, right? Yeah. Um, and you've built such an engaged audience, like just going through your comments. Like people have been <laughs> with you from the beginning. They are very, what's the word? Very loyal, very interested, very curious, always asking questions. And you folks respond, which is so important, I think, when trying to grow a community as, as well. I have a couple questions around the finance space because you kind of, you you two do talk numbers on your show. Like it's not just, oh, like this is in general, this is a skeleton of what you (laughs) do. Like you get pretty honest about what your spending habits are, like how much you're- We we tell uh, you how much we make, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think finance presents like- and I've talked about this on the up on the podcast before, but it it does present some level of friction, maybe even anxiety for a lot of people. And something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is how do we? I think there's a really really interesting opportunity to reimagine what our relationship with money looks like in a way that's fun, in a way that gets you really excited about what your future can be, how you can make more money, you know, all of these things. And so yeah. I'm wondering where you personally where you and Steph as a collective are at like how are you looking at money now and how has it changed over the since you've graduated let's say so if we go back to when we graduated we and and you'll see this within our content we were really focused on on my side paying off my student loan debt and sort of tracking that journey and Steph at the time was focused on saving so it was me paying off my debt she's saving. And 
slowly over time after getting more comfortable after you know reading reading some more books getting online youtube university everything we we started to get more into investing and this past january 2021 is when i finished paying off my my student loan debt so mm-hmm. at this point in time i am invested in the market and i am i'm i'm ready to to create you know some some wealth for myself hopefully in the future right we've been talking about this lately and i think i would say a lot of people are intimidated by finances and you know it's it's sort of this taboo topic that for a long time a lot of people didn't discuss and once again you know for example Steph uses well simple for uh for her investments you know we've been living in a in a world where the big banks have sort of really gotten a foothold amongst our parents and the generations before that so for a lot of people it's really hard to break that mold and look for other platforms and more forward thinking companies i think that's also a mental block but in general what we found is that as we've gained more knowledge we've gotten more and more comfortable and you'll see that through our channel right you know we're not going to hold back like if we're not feeling comfortable about something like we're going to talk about it cuz chances are someone else is probably isn't feeling mm-hmm. that comfortable and i think from a from a finances perspective our channel is not meant to be the above all end all when it comes to money and investing in that entire category we understand that everyone's on a different um we understand that everyone's in a different place within their within their investing journey or money journey so there are people who are going to learn from our content who are are going to utilize a lot of the things that we share but there's also people who are more advanced and you know there's other youtubers that we talk about on our channel that will probably meet where you are within your journey so really at the end of the day the goal is to just share where what what we're doing and what we're up to really interesting there is, i i wanted to go back to the to the youtube growth just for a second yeah. um for anybody who is maybe thinking about starting their own channel in like a particular area i know maybe this was offline you mentioned that you didn't necessarily have the topic right when you were creating videos during university and so i know you've been studying like in terms of gr- how to grow this thing strategically um yeah. so i'm wondering best practices things that you've learned about titles cover so, art and all of this yeah that's that's a fantastic question and you know it's kind of funny because i forgot to mention this but january of 2020 we took an actual course we said we're taking this seriously and we're going to take we knew that we were going to be okay on the you know the editing and actually filming and all that but what we what we knew that we knew not much about was you know search engine optimization so the seo part of youtube right so understanding which tags go on you know how tags work understanding how to title your videos these are all the little things that no one tells you but are really important in order to make sure that you're getting your content out there. At the end of the day it's great to make videos, but you know, our goal is to make sure that we're creating videos with value, but we also want to make sure that they're getting to as many people as possible. And part okay. of doing that is making sure that your SEO is good to go. So, you know, for us we took a course um in January so we invested in our YouTube journey and during that period of time we learned we learned of tools like TubeBuddy, you know. TubeBuddy is a great tool that you can use to 
figure figure out what the best title is for your YouTube channel, right? When you when you do find that you have a topic and you know what it's going to be and you know what video you're going to film, you know, you need to you need to go into YouTube and see if see how other people have titled their videos as well, you know, and see if maybe you need to make your title more in line with um, the videos that are being picked up. So, you know, I could go I could go, on all, go on all day, about, <laughs> you know, as the SEO part, but in, ge in general, it, you do have to invest in your in your journey, I think. Mm hmm. I'm like super into the mechanics, like how people go about doing it. But around creating systems that really work for you and when you reached a point where you were really comfortable with delivering and publishing one piece of content every week consistently, like how long does it take now? Push out a video or that question. Push... Yeah. To push okay. out to push out one video. I think right now you're doing two or three a week, right? Two videos a week, yeah. So what yeah. does that what does that look like for anyone who is considering, you know, maybe taking this way to deliver content a little bit more seriously what's the commitment that maybe you knew or didn't know about before starting yeah so you know i guess to share what our process looks like as of right now essentially what we do is we work our jobs you know monday through friday sometimes you know you got to work weekends or you know some overtime which means that once again we have the benefit of having two people so the other person will pick up after the other person but in general we try to do our filming on uh, Saturdays or Sundays. Preferably we do them on Saturdays. And that usually takes, I would say, a couple hours out of our day. So two to three hours out of our day. Then from there, you know, we take that footage and I'm on the laptop for the next two days, essentially trying to edit and create a good piece of content. So while I'm editing, that's when steps, you know, doing the research behind the tags, doing the research behind what's the best title for this video, what else, um, you know, we, we have to take a thumbnail, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that that click through rate is you know, on point and people are actually going to click on that video. So that I would say is, you know, you know, let's, let's call it 25 hours there. And then, you know, during so that's, so that's me editing the one video that we post on the Tuesday, so the beginning of the week. Once, I, once we're ready to post that video, once, we're, once we have that video posted, then it's on to me editing the next video that's going to be posted on Friday. So I need to get, so between Tuesday and Thursday, I need to get it ready to go and completed because it, right now, our, our process, unfortunately, based on my laptop is not, <laughs> is not uh, you know, 100% uh, ready to go, but it takes us, I would say, all night to export a video. So in mm -hmm. order to have it ready to go on the day of, we need to be done editing and make before. sure everything is good to go the night before. Mm -hmm. So once again, no process is going to be perfect because you're going to have times where something happens. happens, you know, yep. Um, you know, your project crashes that, that used to happen a lot in the beginning where, you know, the file would corrupt and these are super frustrating things, but they're also really great learning opportunities because that's how you can perfect and tweak, uh, your process. Really interesting. The one piece that I'm also curious about is around yeah. content development. Like when you are recording on Saturday or Sunday, you have to plan these things out, right? And yeah. so what, what does that piece look like of actually developing the content prior to? 
Yeah, so during the week, that's when Steph is developing our storyboard. So what we do is, in general, every couple months, me and Steph will have a little sit-down meeting. We'll talk about the things that we want to discuss. And depending on what's happening, you know, given the news, given, you know, the world in general, we might tweak it a little bit and, you know, add a different video that wasn't necessarily planned. But we'll have our videos planned for months in advance. And then what we'll do is throughout that time is we'll spend our weeks developing a storyboard. We'll go into, we'll hop into Google Docs and we'll have a little, we have a little storyboard template and that's when we'll go in and we'll, we'll fill out every, all the points that we want to discuss within the video. Mm-hmm. And by the time we show up to film our videos, we should be good to go. It's just a matter of actually just filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yours is obviously finance based. So like the research and, and the tools that you use and everything. So honestly, like, I'm so proud of you both because <laughs> it is, it is an undertaking. And I'm not saying that from experience, but just like my experience with building this podcast, people see the final product, they see the final video and they're like, <laughs> Oh, like that just, it took you an hour to do that. And it's like, no, <laughs> no it didn't. Thanks forever. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Dennis. I'd love to spend like the remaining time that we have to talk a little bit about kind of your career. I think um, a lot of people would be really interested in learning a little bit about management consulting space. And so I'm wondering like what it, you know, what has it been like for you to navigate professional services as a whole? And what have you, what have you really enjoyed about being a working professional? Yeah. So, you know, once again, going back to when I graduated for a bit, when I, when I finished school, I ended up getting a job at, you know, one of the banks here in Toronto and I completely hated it. And I knew I needed to get out ASAP. <laughs> so when I was looking into other, other career options or other options where, you know, I'd feel that excitement, it sort of made sense to look into the world of consulting because I knew that it, everything you did was project based. So at the bare minimum, if I didn't like a project, I would just, you know, finish it and then hopefully get on a, a new one and you know gain some different experiences and what i will say in terms of you know the world of consulting i think that's been one of the best things so far jumping from project to project and learning how different industries work you know being able to also travel that's also been really really cool as well and it's interesting because Everything that I've learned, whether it be from the small things like how to manage a project, like now, now as a senior, you know, I'm expected to actually lead projects and lead a bunch of juniors as well, right? So all of that is experience that can be used and leveraged in pretty much everything else that I do. And it comes in handy when, I'm, when we're talking about, you know, the YouTube stuff that we just, we just discussed, right? So... I think from a project perspective, that's, that's something you can't really go wrong with. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like consulting was definitely, at least in business school, like it was, an, it was a profession or an industry that a lot of our friends went into. And I think a lot of people saw it as, a, as an opportunity just to learn as much as you can, right? Because you just get kind of thrown into these, yeah. these projects, these deliverables. I know <laughs> on your YouTube channel, um, you've talked a little bit about starting your own business and taking your side hustle and making that more of a full-time. And so I'm wondering, how do you look at where you are positioned right now in your life and where you want to be uh, in the future? 
Yeah. So I think, I think both Steph and I are, are at a very critical point because once again, and kind of like we discussed earlier, it's a lot of work to have to do a side hustle and also do a full-time job, let alone, you know, the world of consulting where, you know, you don't know your hours for the most part. Right. So, so it's interesting because I kind of alluded to this earlier, but when me and Steph decided that we were going to take this seriously, you know, we meant also potentially growing this into a business. And what that means is, you know, getting it to a point where it, it just makes sense to give up this other side, this other life, because this, because our side hustle is just doing that, you know, that well. And, you know, we're, we're delivering that much value. And I think, I think we get a lot of excitement, like you said earlier, from our audience and from the engagement that we have. I feel like that kind of excitement and that kind of happiness is just too good to, to, you know, to let, to let pass. Right. And, you know, we're at a point in our, in our careers right now where we've been promoted, you know, I'm a senior, Steph is a senior in her job. And, you know, at work, there's a path for us, right? Like there is a path, but for us, if we're talking about, you know, potentially looking at this as a business, this is also, in my opinion, a once in a lifetime opportunity to really get out there and continue to share value and actually grow this and get as much reach as we can. So keep an eye out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> cool, that's um, so funny. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a powerful place to, to be, right? Especially when, yeah. when you are thriving in both areas and you, and there are opportunities for you. And I feel like they kind of feed each other in that your YouTube and all the stuff that you're um, learning through there has, is like, you know, compounding and in some way benefiting, benefiting your career and then vice versa. You've already shared examples a little yeah. bit of how consulting has helped your YouTube journey as well. Thanks for sharing this. Thanks for being here, Dennis. The, the one question that I love to ask all of my guests is yes. um, in your industry, I'd be more curious to hear about like content creation and the content world. What are some maybe not trends, but what are some things that are really intriguing you right now that is happening in this space? Anything you're curious by? Yeah, um, I think what's, what's been really, really interesting and cool over the last, I'd say, year throughout the pandemic has been all the people that, you know, knew nothing about investing, weren't investing before, who are now invested in the market. I, I know that there's a stat of some sort that was shared recently, but there's been such an increase in uh, young people becoming more present and being more curious about investing, whether it be, you know, us just being at home and, you know, not much, you know, we're not outside, we're not doing much, or the rise in, you know, uh, the quick sound bites and the quick, the quick information that you're getting from apps like TikTok, you know, yeah. we've seen, we've seen so many, we've seen so many people just show interest in investing. And I think that's amazing. I love it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Dennis. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this conversation. What's the best place for people to connect with you? I'll put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. Catch us on YouTube, Stefan Den. Instagram is at Stefan Den. Perfect. Well, we'll see you in the next episode. 
All right. Thank you for listening to The Power of Why. Drop us a review on Apple Podcasts with the one reason that you really love the show or this particular episode, and we will see you next week.